Uh, is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, Hey, um, hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. I want to continue this discussion about alignment and the power of alignment and what it really means to do your best work, not just from a monetary standpoint, but also from a greater good standpoint. And I've got my friend Dewan Brown on the show with me today. I'm going to get right into this interview because I want you to hear the, the, the excitement. I want you to hear the passion. I want you to hear the intention behind this conversation. Uh, but this is what it looks like when everything lines up. And you can make an impact on a bigger level than you have ever thought possible if you're willing to follow that passion, that alignment, and that integrity. Give this a listen. Dewan, great to be with you, man. Thank you for coming back and uh, just spending some time sharing some expertise. I, I always look forward to these conversations. And I mean, it's already been 30 minutes. We haven't pressed record just yet. Um, but um, you just started a new job and you were ecstatic about yes. starting this new job. And I'm humbled and honored to be one of the people on a short list who got notification of this new gig before it went public. But yeah. what are you so excited about? And the reason I'm teeing you up for this is because I believe it falls perfectly in line with what I've spoken about so far on season five of this show and the, uh, you know, really what it takes to sell like you and the non-monetary fulfillment that goes along with really doing yeah. your best work. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, always great to be with you, period. Um, but yeah, like I am super ec ecstatic. Uh, the role is head of sales for a nonprofit called Merit America. Uh, and put it simply, like the North Star of Merit America is really helping to achieve long-term wage gains and sustainable recession-resilient careers, right? That's the that's the North Star. And so the, the reason for my excitement specifically is because of the who, right? So the learners are among the 53 million um, who have found themselves in low-wage work, but are skilled, talented, smart, um, and ready for a change and move. And Merit helps facilitate that through some of the partnerships that, that we have. And so uh, this is the type of work that I was doing anyway, yeah. right? On a one-to-one, -one, maybe one-to-five, sometimes one-to-twenty basis. Um, but the goal with Merit is a billion dollars in wage change by the end of 2024. 
Wow. So the, the scale, uh, getting to a point of 10,000 learners per year being impacted in these ways with family sustaining wages um, is something I thought was going to be relegated to side work in my life forever, right? Yeah. Never thought there'd be a blend of like that mission and that objective with full-time work that actually pays me a sustainable wage. And so yeah. that's part of my, that's a part of why I'm so excited about it. Well, you know, I go back to, you, you hear the and I, my life, my young life particularly was brought up around sports, right? So I, mm -hmm. I hear about the pro athletes to say, you know, shoot, I'd have played for nothing, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, you were doing this for nothing, right? And you know, one of the things that you um, shared with me in that text thread, you're like, I can't believe they're going to pay me to do this. That's a fact. And and we've known each other for years. And I've known you to make moves, very, um, very intentional moves. This makes sense for me. This this leads to personal growth for me. And and what you've found, unlike most people, certainly unlike most people I know, and I know that means you're unlike most people, yeah. is that every step in your career has been very intentional based on your personal and professional growth, not just based on, well, they're going to give me $10,000 more to sell over here, so I guess right. I'm going to take my talents to Miami, right? Like you're, You've been very intentional about that growth, but you've always had this give back side as well. Yeah. And so now for that to, to come along and, and find you, um, yeah. I, it just, it, it, your head was spinning. Like I could just tell like, yeah. how frantic you were in your texting. It was like, yes. you, you'd send one text, there ought to be another bubble going like the three little yeah. dots. I'm like, he's got more to say. Like the excitement comes through you. I, I guess, how did this, and we don't need to go into the details of how this found you or, or how you found this, yeah. but I guess, what does it mean to you in, in, in the, the couple of weeks since this has happened, have you thought more about the just the alignment of the universe to bring this opportunity to you? I mean, I'm curious what more you have to think about. Yeah, man, I, I have. Um, I've been thinking about it almost every day. Um, the fact that I've, I found it without looking for it um, is in and of itself sort of amazing. And then, uh, you know, the fact that it just fits in line with something that seems impossible. I mean, you and I both probably were there when – we heard Icky guy. I heard Icky guy yeah. for the first time. The term, yeah. mm -hmm. and it, you know, it was like, oh, what a dream, right? <laughs> you see, you see yeah. all of these things converge in the center for like this reason for being, and like what I can get paid for, what the world needs, what what I'm good at, you know, all of those things. What are my passions? Um, meeting in the center, and and then for it to happen uh, was just one of those mind blowing, mind numbing moments, and it's persisted because I still pinch myself a little bit to say like, this is actually something that exists. And it's actually something that I went through a process and came out um, having acquired the role, right? So it's, yeah. it's, there was layers to it. It was like, oh, this exists. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what if, what if, what if? And then as I went through the process and got to the point where they offered me the role, uh, there was another layer of like pinching myself. And so it's just been a persistent, um, and consistent like excitement since that day, um, up until when I started. Right. So <laughs> right now, 
I'm just just a quick side note here. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you for listening to this podcast. Um, don't be afraid to check it out on YouTube right now because when you hear <laughs> Dewan say to you know to the point where they offered me this role, like his face just lit up when he said that. Um, it, it, huge. So. I, and and I want to give a shout out to our friend Jack Wilson who introduced us yes. both to the concept of ikigai and what that really means. And you know, I, I think you know to your to, to your your you know journey here, Dewan. What was yeah. it that what? How did you put yourself in position to even find a role like this? Yeah. So like this is this goes to the community thing, right? Like, uh, as you know, I'm a part of a bunch of different, like, micro communities. Mm -hmm. One of them is Pavilion. And I was actually looking in Pavilion for, on behalf of a friend of mine who had been impacted by layoffs, trying to connect him with some of the roles. And because we are in Pavilion, like, it'd be easy to make intros. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Like, I'm looking out, trying to figure out, like, how can I help and connect people? And while I was in Pavilion's job uh, subsection or channel, um, I came across the role, but it was a it, it, this this is one of the rare roles that had a ton of context around it. And when I saw the American economy is broken, that was the first line. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, say more, right? Yeah, so I was yes. Start, I, <laughs> I continue to read, and it's fifty three million Americans and low wage work, and like um, meet up, you know, develop pathways to get. I was just like, wait, let me go and check this out. And I did that, and that was that. It was pretty much a wrap from that point on. Uh, but that's how I found it is in in community, right? Just being involved in communities and also trying to help other people. And turns out that I was able to help myself in that in that way. Um, Where does your desire to help people come from? And and I want to I'm going to use this as a bridge to talk about something else. But I mean. Yeah. Where does this come from? You've you've been one of the most selfless people I've ever um, met, and, and you're not only that. selfless, but you're you're interested and willing to have <laughs> conversations about things that other people would consider to be taboo. So not only are you generous, but you're brave with that generosity, and you have this um, you have this accountability to the truth at the same time. And I think that's a rare that's a rare combination, right? I want to help. So many people want to help, but ooh, not, not about that, right? And so, so it's like, okay, I want to help. Wow, I want to help, even though it's difficult, and yeah. it's difficult because there are some things that need to be said that haven't been said. And yeah, right. I'm going to help you. I'm going to have to say these things too. So, yeah. you know, where does that all come from? Man, it's. You know, you, you, you remember my or if you remember my origin story or if you know my origin story um, as it relates to sales specifically, it was, you know, I'd had a <clears throat> I was 27, I think, and was not aimless, but aimless adjacent. Okay. Uh, you know, I had a young son. I had left school between junior and senior year. Um, I was waiting tables, bartending, and I'd worked like I picked up a small part time job selling newspaper subscriptions and all of that put together. I was still in a very, very difficult position as it relates to providing for my son. 
And I just had people who believed in me in such a way that they kind of put their foot on my neck until I applied for a sales job. Hmm. I got in that into it. I ended up there 12 and a half years. And then from that point on, like I met the Mark Deans and the, the Lauren Rainey's and the, the Walt Pitts. And, and then when I transitioned out of there, there was Jack Kelly. These people who just believed in me and said, like, hey, not only do we believe in you, like, you know, people can say that all day, all day. like, yeah. you can do this. We believe we, we think you can do this. You have the capability, the skill. But they say, like, wherever you're gapped, we're going to make sure those gaps get filled. We're going to we're going to we're going to walk with you through the process of becoming better and being more you know, well equipped for the role. And these are people who just poured into me with no promise of anything at all in return. Mm. And because of that, my family tree forever has been changed. Yeah. Uh, and from that day forward, from those time periods forward, I've just been like, man, this is so amazing to see a 180 as it relates to like what my plight might have been versus what my plight and my family's plight can now be. I want more people to experience that. And I can't be the only person who has the aptitude to do this type of work. Um, and wherever I find people, I used to, I used to go out to restaurants and if the server was like amazing, I would say like, listen, like, have you ever thought about, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Thought about, not, not because I want to be the one that's, that's credited with bringing them into a space, but because I want them to experience like what that skill set that they just displayed at my table yeah. could actually, could actually result in for their family long-term, right? right? Um, generational wealth and like getting out of debt and like home ownership and maybe even transitioning communities in some ways so that they might be able to have access to different levels of education. And yeah. I mean, just all sorts of things that change when those, those factors within your life change and you already have what it takes within you to actually make it happen. You just need to know it exists and you need to, you need, you need maybe a guide to the path. Right. Thank, thank you for saying that. It's, it's interesting. You know, I, a big part of that is just the recognition. And when someone sees something in you that you don't see, and then they, not only do they see it and they tell you they see it, but they open your own eyes to it. Yeah. That is an un, un underrated, you yes. know, you know, power to have. And, yes. you know, just to, to make that suggestion. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I do what I do. I mean, my, my why, my very why is seeing that light bulb moment over someone's head when they realize that they're capable of doing something they didn't think they could do only because yeah. they're looking at it differently. And now they see the truth for what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, to make that suggestion. And I think it's most powerful when you when not only do you not see it, but you see the opposite and someone yeah. brings that perspective and shows you a new light. And now all of a sudden your entire world opens up in front of it or in front of you. I, I think that impacts you in a way that makes yeah. you want to. It almost compels you to yeah. do that for other people. And. I've had mentors that have done that for me and along every stage of my career. Yes. And it's just so powerful that it's like, okay, I recognize that someone's doing this for me and I would yeah. not be doing what I'm doing. I would not have what I have. I would not have the skills that I have or the perspective I have. If it weren't for those other people, I am so, making the commitment to reach back and do the same. And I'll tell you right. what, I don't know why people do it for me. The only yeah. thing that I can think of is that I've done something to, rec to I've done something that someone else has recognized, and they're and they were compelled because someone did it for them. It's this yeah. magical, um, 
just train of generosity yeah. that flows. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, I want to talk about that and I want to introduce this and I want you to go with your bow tie concept here. Um, but in the last episode, I mentioned this pyramid. Okay. And, yeah. and when you get started in sales, you are really just trying to build a foundation for yourself. So you're really just trying to earn a living. You're trying to figure out what this is all about. You don't know what you're really good at. You don't even know what you like selling just yet, but you're trying to make right. some money, trying to live a life, trying to support a family maybe, or, or build a future for a family. And then after a while, you realize that it's not just about the money. Now it's like, Hey, I think I can be good at this. How good can I really be? That's right. And then some people, not everybody, you get to the top of this pyramid, right? And there are three levels to this pyramid, if you can visualize this at home. Three levels. I'm going to make money. I'm going to earn a living. I'm going to see if this is for me. Next level is up is, is I'm going to see how good I can get at this. The third level is how can I help other people do this? Because it's about more than just being good. I'm good enough to help other people get good, Right. And not everybody gets to the top of that pyramid. And that's okay. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. But when you're yeah. near the top, now all of a sudden your 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 um, perspective changes completely. Mm -hmm. And you take this a step further, Duan. And I want to hear you. I want I'd actually like for you to share with who, all, all, everybody who's watching and listening right now uh, what the next yeah. steps are. Yeah. So like this and this comes again out of uh, probably, you know, 25 or more hours of Jack Wilson and our uh, side conversations talking about these things. And, and then Jack actually came up with this like uh, the shape that is basically a bow tie, um, a very sharp bow tie. Mm -hmm. But you take, the, <laughs> you take Maslow's hierarchy uh, to the left uh, where the big base is far left. And then you have all of those things like, you know, your food, water, shelter, clothing, security and all of those things. And you work your way up to what is like self-actualization is the first point. And that point, and, you know, Jack will say this, like it's not a, an aha moment necessarily, but it's just this moment where you have the things in enough uh, in enough volume that you're now sort of satiated. Right. Like I have all of the food I need the clothes. I feel safe and I'm secure, et cetera, et cetera. Now you move out into the second point, which is the second triangle the point of the second triangle to the right um and it's and it starts to become like okay now it's time for me to start giving back so to speak but i want to i want to make sure i'm impacting other people and you can only do that in accordance with the time and the resources that you have so the more resources you have obviously the quicker you can get out to that big side the big base of that right triangle mm -hmm. and so you see things like the bonos and the oprah winfrey's and the the michael jordans and the famous people who are just really, really philanthropic, the Bill Gates, et cetera. But you have on every level people doing the same thing. It's just like it becomes more otherly focused where your efforts and time and energy goes. And for me, I was I was taking baby steps because it was just like I really want to impact other people. But I'm on that first rung because of time and resources, time primarily because I don't have time. I have a full time job that is not doing that. My full-time job is not to do that stuff. Yeah. So it's always going to be side work. It's always going to be sort of like a side hustle, et cetera, et cetera. But now with merit, like the work that's being done is impacting, again, the goal is 10,000 learners a year. <clears throat> so it's a way to scale and actually and actually get out to that broad base um, quicker because the, the resources are there by, by virtue of the programs, by virtue of the partnerships. Um, and my time is, guess what? This is my full time job. Yeah. So the time resources align in such a way that we can progress out and, and scale like that impact 
um, across many, 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 many people and see many, many lives change in the ways that I've been seeing like one at a time, two at a time in, in, in previous years. So yeah, it's just sort of like the continuity of that idea. Like I need to get to the top of this pyramid to get to a place where I'm self-actualized and then what? Yeah. <laughs> right? Why does it end there? Yeah. yeah. And then continue on. It's just like, okay, help other people get to a place where they also are self-actualized or progress as close to that self-actualization as possible. Right. Um, and a lot of that does have to do with, again, time and resources. It's just, it's so interesting where, you know, you, you, you think about this pyramid and you get to the top of it and then the pyramid flips on itself and it becomes kind of like a megaphone where yeah. the, the size of the, the size of the, the, the upside down pyramid or, you know, you, you making it a bow tie. You're right. It's a little too sharp to be clo that close to my neck, I think, but, um, you know, but now it's about projection and it's about how yeah. big can that pyramid go. And then if you want to think about it in a very meta way, it's that the, the reach that you have is a bunch of little pyramids that are starting. Yes. You're helping people get started on that journey and then it exponentially increases. And when you talk about 10,000 yeah. people, 10,000 people at a hundred thousand dollars a year is a billion. Yeah, that's the yeah. math. And I was thinking a billion dollars. How do you do? Well, no, if we can add six figures of revenue to people right now who have the talent, but maybe not the wherewithal, who have yeah. the desire, but maybe not the plan, who, who yeah. have the skill set, but just can't recognize it. You can add six figures to that person's income potential or even just getting them to six figures. You don't have to add six figures, getting them to six figures. It, yeah. It's this sounds crass, Duan, but I know you'll appreciate where I'm coming from. I've told people before, I'm like, it's not that hard to make six figures. Right. right. If you're aligned. <clears throat> yeah. Right. If you understand what you're I'll tell you what, it's really hard to make six figures if you're a social worker. Right. Like there just aren't a whole lot of paths for that. It's a, such a vital role that we, we need more of them, quite frankly. They're not yeah. financially compensated the way they should be. Right. You know, That's but if you pigeon, if you pigeonhole yourself into, well, I'm going to do this because this is what I'm passionate about and this is what that job holds. Well, okay. You've kind of boxed yourself in, in that way. It's really hard to make six figures as an elementary school teacher. And For Lord sure. knows we need more of those and we need them to be better and all that other stuff. But if you are interested in solving problems for somebody, yeah. In perhaps a non-traditional way, maybe not even, uh, maybe in a traditional way, but you're just, if you're willing to step out and say, look, I think I can help in a way that someone else isn't helping right now. Yeah. There are, there's a lot of money to be made out there. There's a lot of mo ways to make money. And sometimes it's just recognition that you have a skill set that you didn't see. And that's a fact. And, and when you, and, and thinking about like the, the learner population of merit, like we, the, the paths right now, the path, one of the paths is not even tech sales. It's just moving into tech and some of these, these roles that have been hard to fill for companies um, that are in demand, that, that have great upward mobility, that are recession resilient. So you're talking IT support, data analytics, um, UX design, coursework like that, and coming through those and then being highly employable and sought after. Uh, the average, I think, learner uh, wage increase per learner per year right now is $20,000, roughly $20,000 per learner per year, which is life-changing uh, income oh, yeah. change. Yeah. And so it's just like, 
And that's just the start, right? You come into right. these organizations, you start to see some of these learners have already been promoted um, within the companies that they've landed at and stuff like that. So like it's <clears throat> for someone like myself, who's been in tech sales for 22 years, for somebody like yourself, who's been around like, you know, high level sales for a very long time, you know, $20,000, but we can recall, I can clearly recall what $20,000 a year difference would have made in my life um, as I first transitioned into tech. And those are, the, those are the types of moments where it's just like, oh my goodness, my life just changed, that you can see replicated over and over um, from exactly what we're talking about, injecting that self-belief, not even self-belief at times, but just giving the pathway, like a valid, viable pathway to how do I make this shift? Um, and I've had people tell me their stories, you know, in my one-on-ones and stuff like that, where they thought like, there's no way I can get into tech. I don't have any experience. And I was just like, tell me your story. Where are yeah. you from? How did you, how did you, how did you grow up? Like, what was your, what, what are the things that, because the attributes that the company that you hope to work for is looking for, you have those attributes. The disconnect for many people is that they think that those attributes have to have been developed and honed in the field that they hope to go into. Right. And it's like, no, like you have them. Where did you get them from? How do you retain them? And how have they grown and developed over the years, wherever that's happened? Yeah. And then let's tie the thread to the story, your story, and then the and then the compatibility of those those attributes to the role that you hope for. So yeah. those types of mind blown moments um, over and over and over again, like is enough to fuel a person for like 30 years. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it, it's, it gets back to the stories you tell yourself and, oh, I can't do this because like, right. Really? Okay. <laughs> let me once again, have a generous conversation with you that yeah. might be hard to have, but will involve the truth. And it's right. like, oh, huh. <laughs> and like yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's just so, just, just so good. Um, Dewan, where can people learn more? Um, you, people can learn more about the, the program, Merit itself, um, meritamerica.org. Um, you'll see me posting uh, a good amount on LinkedIn around it. Um, I think monthly there are these opportunities for people to get actually involved. Um, they're mock interview sessions. Look for as many volunteers to come to the mock interviews as possible to help learners prepare for the next phase of their career. Um, you don't have to have any technical uh, background or any any specific uh, set of knowledge and to come in and actually be a, a huge benefit in that space. Like all of the materials are provided for you. So I'll be posting those as well. Um, and then just plenty of articles that are just out there about Merit America, about the program, about like what it means to have this partnership with Google for Google certifications, et cetera, et cetera, um, out on the interwebs. Awesome. Awesome. That answered my next question too, was what if you just want to help give back? What if you're at the, or near the top of your pyramid and is there a way for you to get involved? And it, it sounds like there is, I mean, st sign up to help with these mock interviews yeah. and uh, connect with Dewan on LinkedIn and yeah. yeah. Uh, and let people know, let, let people know that, you know, like, you know, people in various uh, circles of life and, in, and, and uh, industries are now saying like, what, what's next for me? I'd love to get into tech. How do I do it? Let them know about Merit America because uh, you know, we, we, we love to have new learners come in um, and go through that program and, and, and come out uh, with a new career path. Awesome. Awesome. Duan, as always, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you deeply. How about that? How was that discussion? 
I hope you were able to understand and feel the passion in both Dewan's and my voices as we talked about that. It is important to us to reach as many people as we can because someone at some point looked at us, saw something that we didn't see and said, you know, you can do something with that. You can do great things with that. And as we've progressed throughout our careers, we've seen the opportunities to reach back behind us and help people who are yet to begin or who have yet to begin their journeys. And so my question for you to provoke you at the end of this episode is to think about who you can help and how can you help them? How can you reach behind you and see someone who may not see in themselves what you see in them? And how can pointing that out to them help them to make not only make an impact on their career, but make a profound impact on their lives, maybe even generationally? Think about that. Thanks again, as always, for being here. Uh, I really appreciate you paying attention and listening to this. I know this is almost twice the length of a normal episode, but these interviews are fun. They're worth extending. And I think it's important to bring other people's perspectives on this show as well. Uh, Tune in next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about knowing yourself and what that actually looks like. And uh, I will talk to you again very soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajoric.